Well, happy Friday, everyone. I hope that you're doing good wherever you are. Today, I'm going to tackle something that has been coming into my inbox a little bit more frequently as the year is uh, is rolling along, and that is the idea of rebellion and the teenage years. This is a really common thing that we talk about, uh, but I think we don't talk about it openly enough. It seems to be something that parents are ashamed of and maybe embarrassed about, especially in the homeschool movement, but we're not immune to rebellion in the heart of our kids. Uh, I think this is going to be a great conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I was at lunch, uh, maybe it's been a month and a half ago now, maybe two months ago now, I was at lunch with a a dear friend of mine and we've had, you know, our kids are mostly grown now and we were reflecting on some of the more difficult parts and the difficult seasons of homeschooling. And she said to me, my daughter has gotten completely out of control. Now, now she's got a daughter in her, in her twenties. A lot of us grew up together or our kids grew up together. And so We started off, you know, these fresh-faced moms in our 20s, and we had all the answers, and we were just going to, you know, we were going to grow our kids God's way and the whole thing, right, and the whole kit and caboodle. And then life comes around, and darn if it doesn't smack you in the face. And for most of us, in fact, I don't know very many parents who haven't at some point been humbled by parenting. And in fact, I would submit to you that if you have not been humbled by your kids yet, you're probably doing it wrong, okay? Because the reality is parenting is difficult and our children make their own choices. But parents have a responsibility to do everything that we can to train our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I was thinking about Galatians chapter six today, and this is where I wanna start because I'm gonna give you guys, I think some handles to sort of hold on to because I know a lot of you are navigating this, particularly Uh, painful, I think, in the homeschool world, because when our kids go off the rails or they deconstruct their faith or they they horrify us with the decision that they make or uh, a friendship that they've decided to enter into or whatever it is, I think we can easily go, oh, hey, I thought the homeschooling was the safe haven. And you guys have heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again just for good measure. There is no guarantee for parenting. The only guarantee that we have as parents from the Lord is that if we train our children in the ways of the Lord, when they grow up, they're not going to depart from it. It's not a promise. It's a principle. So it's not a guarantee. There are no guarantees in this life. And I I have been about, and my husband has too, for the 30 some odd years that we've been parenting children, we have looked at our ro- our role and our responsibility to our children was to get them to adulthood, to the jumping off place, right, as adults with as little regret as possible. In other words, we wanted to hang in there with them. And I'm going to get back to Galatians 6 in a second because I rabbit trailed. I really, sorry about that, guys. But I, I was thinking about, you know, these 30 some odd years ago when I became a mother. And I was t- talking to my friend of mine the other day about this. You know, anyone can start strong, right? I mean, Like I was telling you about when we were in our early 20s and we had all the books and all the the parenting manuals, and we were going to do it right, and we were going to skip over all the mistakes that our parents made. And those are great and good and and lofty goals, right? But when reality comes and it sort of smacks you in the face, I think it's really easy to sort of want to give up because anyone can start strong. What's difficult and what takes perseverance, remember perseverance is patience in action, right? When you persevere through something, the word itself 
is denoting a struggle. You're having a struggle. And so when we are struggling with our children, particularly as they get older and they've been uh, wearing you down and wearing you down, you know, we've all been worn down by a toddler, but you know what's much harder? Being worn down by a teenager. It's much, much harder. And I want to pierce your heart today with a reminder from the word of God, because I've never seen such a spiritual attack being levied at a generation of kids as I see being levied against this generation of kids. Everything from transgenderism to the blatant now, I I think I just saw a couple of days ago a a high school in Southern California where they had a a school-sanctioned drag show where these drag queens were coming in and performing lewd acts in front of children. There is a restaurant right here in my neck of the woods. It's called Heathen, you know, which, you know, there's a shocker. Uh, It's called the Heathen Restaurants, Heathen Bar and Grill, and they're doing a a so-called all-age-appropriate drag show for kids right here in Vancouver, Washington. And if you guys live in my neck of the woods, go down there and let them know how you feel. But this stuff is everywhere and it's taking direct aim at our children. And the nature of the spiritual attack, if, you know, if you guys know the, the, the rule, right? If you want to hurt a mother, what's the best way to hurt a mother? Is to hurt her child. You want to wear a mom out? The best way to wear a mother out is to have constantly having trouble with her kids, whether it's physical trouble or spiritual trouble or relationship trouble, emotional trouble, whatever it is, a mom's really only ever as happy as her saddest child, right? This is just a generally a fact of life. And the enemy comes, the Bible says, to kill and steal and destroy. And it follows, it makes sense that the only way for the, for the devil to be effective in targeting this generation of young people is to first target their parents. Either we grow weary in what we're doing, or we we grow ambivalent, or we decide it's someone else's responsibility, or whatever it is. Uh, I just want to encourage you today, and I and I sense it a lot um, in so many families, and I have been there myself. So lest you guys think that I have had perfectly angelic children and that we've never experienced rebellion in our home and that I've never cried myself to sleep or been screamed at by one of my kids, uh, that's not true. I think every single one of us goes through seasons with our kids and every child is different where we really have to cling to the Lord and ask God for his grace and mercy and to help us to persevere. Perseverance is that patience in action. And this is particularly important when we're talking about kids, especially important in the teenagers, but let's look at Galatians 6 for a minute. So we all know the verse, uh, Galatians 6, verse 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So what's he talking about? He's saying, don't give up, don't grow weary in doing good. So well, let's let's look at the verse, the passage in context. Let's go back to the beginning of the chapter, Galatians chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Brothers and sisters, if anyone is caught in a sin, You who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Let's put this into parent speak for just a minute. So, uh, mom and dad, if one of your kids is caught sinning, you who live in the Spirit should restore that child of yours gently. But be careful, lest you become tempted as well. He's saying, listen, you hang around this kind of attitude stuff very long, and pretty soon you're the one with the bad attitude. Pretty soon you're the one who's acting like a spoiled brat. Pretty soon you're the one who is uh, giving off a vibe of a bad attitude uh, toward the child that you're starting to correct or that you're trying to correct, rather. And Paul is saying uh, he, he gets that this, is, that this is hard, that this is a struggle. And so he goes on to say, 
carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. When was the last time you carried the burden of a fellow uh, homeschool mom or another mom or dad whose child is walking out a life of rebellion? Uh, God says that we are to carry each other's burdens. Verse 3, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. <laughs> the implications for parenting here are just astonishing because I, I often think I can't help it. You know, I think back to when I had a plan, you know, and I didn't have any kids, but I had a plan. But then I had seven kids and I had no plan. And you realize very quickly that you need to be walking with the Lord, be depending on the Holy Spirit Uh, coming before the Lord to say, Father, I need your help. I'm back again. I don't know what to do. I have this child. He's wearing me out. I want to put him on the bus, right? I give anything in my eye teeth just to quit this homeschool gig and put this kid on a bus so he can be someone else's or she can be someone else's responsibility for the rest of the day. And that's how we feel. And it's totally, totally normal. But But the apostle Paul is like, look, dude, I get it. Don't grow weary. If anyone thinks you're something when you're not, you deceive yourself. So if you think you're going to enter into this parenting thing and you're not going to struggle and you're not going to have a hard time, at some point, you're lying to yourself. Right now, the MyPillow down comforters are on closeout at MyPillow.com. I personally own this comforter and I love it. And right now, it's up to 75% off using the promo code Heidi. But hurry, since this is a closeout, supplies are limited. And when they're gone, they're gone. This is an amazing price, and you get a chance to support an American company. Don't forget, use the promo code Heidi at checkout. Verse 4, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. So this is the this is the lead up. This is the grand lead up to the verse that we've all heard in Galatians 6. We've just read what precipitated him saying that in the first place. He's recognizing, dude, this life thing we're doing, this is no joke. This this at some point it's going to be difficult. At some point we're going to struggle. And then he goes on to say, "Listen, carry your own load. Pay attention to what God is doing." Because God is always at work. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Verse 7, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Now he's going to go into verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. If we don't give up. I know a lot of you, you know, it's, it's March, coming on April. And I know a lot of you are uh, tired right now. Uh, this is the time of year when for decades that I have been working with homeschool moms, we're just like, you know what? School yourself, right? Forget it. You know, I, I don't care if you ever learn to add. You know, I don't care if you ever learn to spell. That's fine. You know, you do you. And I just want to remind you right now, that perseverance, that patience in action, that actually is what God is calling you to right now. So you may feel like, man, this kid that's rebelling against me, this is this kid's going to be the death of me, or you're going to be the reason that I, that I change my mind about whatever it is, right? We want to yield to the Holy Spirit because chances are pretty good that the thing that God's doing in your life right now is directly related to the perseverance that it is requiring to stay in there with your kids. I, I read a couple, and I will uh, link back to them 
in the show notes today, but there's a couple of great, really great articles about this. And like I said a few minutes ago, lest you think that my kids were perfect and I never had trouble with my kids, I just want to assure you <laughs> from, the, from the bottom of my little bruised heart, we have been through some very difficult things with our children over the years. And sadly, I think a lot of parents don't talk about this. Uh, certainly not openly, you know, you don't want to shame your children. We don't want to cause them embarrassment. But there has to be a place where moms can and dads can say, this kid is wearing me out. I am exhausted from this. I need a break. You know, we we talk about respite care for um, parents whose children have physical illnesses and physical injuries and diseases, but we very rarely talk about the fact that parents who have a spiritually ill child or rebellious child need a respite. They need some respite care also. And uh, I want to just remind you that you're you're not alone. Uh, there are other parents of children from early childhood to young adulthood who've also dealt with rebellion. And God's word contains everything that we need, according to Second Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3, to live a godly life. And as we talk about rebellion, uh, first of all, you know, someone told me a long time ago that rules apart from relationship is absolutely a, a, a recipe for rebellion. It's a recipe for disaster with your kids. I've seen parents uh, over the years, and I certainly came from a home like this, where it was, the, you know, the rules were set in stone. There was no deviating from the path. And if, you know, you you looked at the authority figure even in the wrong way, and boy, you're grounded for six weeks and you hope that you come out and see your shadow. And if you don't, right back to your room for another six weeks. But there wasn't relationship to back it up. And that will often lead to rebellion. And so I want to steer you away from that today and back into relationship with your kids. Your child is not the enemy. The enemy is the enemy, right? And we talk about this in marriage as well, right? It's so easy for us to look at our spouse and say, well, if he would just do this or if he would just do that, and then we we neglect to take responsibility for our part in the situation. I think as parents even, we got to look in the mirror and say, Lord, is there anything that I'm doing that's contributing to uh, this rebelliousness in the heart of my child? And if not, Give me the grace and the strength that I need to hold this child's feet to the fire and give me the strength to persevere. If you haven't written down the definition I just gave you for perseverance, you should write it down. Write this down. Perseverance, patience in action. It's a verb. It requires something of us. And we don't want to grow weary in doing good. And there's nothing like being in the word of God and talking to other moms who can go, oh boy, I've been there and done that. Uh, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak with us and just to recognize that this is a spiritual battle. So everything that you are doing with your children right now carries with it eternal significance. It matters for eternity. I've said to parents over the years, you know, the the reason I believe so strongly, you know, I came from a, a home where my parents, both my parents, um, uh, my parents were divorced when I was, I think, 18 years old. But my uh my dad's parents got divorced and their parents before them. I mean, it was a, a, just a legacy of one failed relationship after another. And the enemy knows, I mean, he's very, very strategic when it comes to attacking the family. He knows if he can take out a husband and a wife, if he can drive a wedge between the husband and the wife, he's got a clear shot at the kids. This isn't about you anymore, mom. It's not about you, dad. When you're struggling in that in that marriage relationship or that child is just pushing you away from each other, causing all kinds of strife in your home, keep in mind that the enemy of your soul 
Satan is really the end, the adversary that we're talking about here. He knows if he can take out the marriage, he's got a clean shot at the child. And that's what this has always been about. And I look back on my life as a young person. There were seven children in my family. And I watched my siblings after my parents' divorce struggle and struggle and struggle to walk with the Lord. The parents are the first line of defense. And this is a spiritual battle. So be sure that you are, and uh, not, not to be uh, uh, re- redundant, because I realize I, I keep saying the same thing, but I want you guys to hear me. This is a spiritual battle. We are called to love our kids, right? Whether they're uh, four years old or 24 years old, if they're acting like your enemy, show up and love them. Love doesn't give up. Love doesn't give up. Love says, you know what? You're a pain in the rear end, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick in there with you. You're, you're driving me completely insane, but you know what? I love you and you're trying to push me away, but it just isn't going to work because I'm going to persevere. I'm going to persevere. I can remember looking at one of my kids in the eyes one time, just tears, just streaming down my face and just saying to this child, you know what? I love you. And guess what? I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to win this thing for the glory of God. I'm not going to let you take this uh, character trait and let it bloom and blossom and grow into what will certainly be sin in your life. And so you may say hurtful things to me. You may tell me that you wish I wasn't your mother, whatever it is. I love you too much to just let this go and to let this be the end of it. And so love your love your kids. Resist uh, taking revenge out against them, even though that may feel like what you want to do. All right, let's look for just a second at Matthew chapter five. This is Jesus speaking in verses 44 to 45. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be the sons of your father who's in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. I love this. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Uh, There have been seasons in my life when I have really felt like I was being persecuted by a child. And rebellion is not uncommon. It's not uncommon for homeschool moms. It's not uncommon for Christian school kids. Rebellion, the Bible says, is bound up. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child. And it is up to the parents. And when I say child, I mean, we could be talking about an 18-year-old, right? Uh, the Bible says this is what's bound up. And it's the job of the parent to pour the, the oil of the word of God and the, and the salve of forgiveness and stay in there uh, with your child. So remind your child that you are not the enemy and forgive them. Uh, we want to speak life-giving words to our kids. We also want to, uh, to discipline them, right? We want to say, hey, you know what? The, I, I forgive you. I absolutely forgive you. But guess what? Actions have consequences. This is true in every situation in life. If I decided today to stop paying the mortgage or if I decided to stop paying a car payment or whatever it was, the bank going to come and repossess my home or repossess my car. Those are called consequences for our actions. I think sometimes as parents, we don't want our children to reap the consequences of their decisions because we we. You know, we don't want them to be in pain, but pain is a teacher and we need to let it teach our children. And so don't be afraid to discipline your children. It's uh, I talked to a mom a couple of weeks ago who was struggling with having her kids help around the house. And she said, you know what? It's just easier to do it myself. And I was like, yeah, you right. <laughs> it's so much easier to do it yourself. So much easier to cook dinner by yourself. So much easier to just run the laundry. You're not arguing with yourself, right? But you got to tell that 13-year-old kid of yours, hey, I asked you to do the laundry. Hey, I want you to do the laundry. This is a funny story. And then I'll I'll finish up because I don't want to run too far over today. (laughs) Years and years ago, uh, one of my children, I had asked to mow the front yard. So this is like summertime. You know, it's beautiful outside. 
And I'm, you know, doing, you know, work around the house, whatever. I come in and I see this particular child sitting on my couch with the phone in their hand. And I was like, um, excuse me, why isn't the front yard mowed? I'll never forget this as long as I live. This child looks at me with all of the stupidity that could have come out of this said child's mouth at any given time. This might have been the stupidest thing. And I got, we, we locked eyes and this is what I heard. Why don't you mow the grass? Oh, no, no, no. That is not happening. I don't know. Something inside me snapped. I went over. I took that phone out of that child's hand, went out into the garage where my husband was working on a woodworking project, threw the phone across the garage, and it smacked into the wall. It shattered into a million pieces. And my husband was like, okay, yes, excellent, good, boy, that's a really expensive lesson. (laughs) He was like, Heidi, what is going on? And I told him, I'm about ready to have a come to Jesus with said child, who by that time was not on the couch, as you can imagine. And I heard the familiar hum of a lawnmower about 30 seconds later. You guys, parenting is difficult. Stay in there with your kids. Are they making bad decisions? Make sure that the consequence matches the decisions that they make. Uh, For me, in that particular moment, the consequence actually was expensive for me because <laughs> I broke the phone and this kid wasn't paying for the phone, but the lesson stayed with this child forever. We've got to stay in there with our kids and uh, recognize that you're not alone. Um, you guys, this is hard. This parenting thing is hard. Homeschooling is hard, but there's nothing in this life that's worth doing that is ever going to be easy. Not parenting, not homeschooling, not marriage, nothing. If you want to to be good at something, you want to start your own business, you want to stay in there and, and uh, pursue a dream that God's put on your heart, there's no easy button anywhere. We live in a very fallen world as we're uh, learning, uh, as I'm continuing to write right now for the study that's going to release next month on the book of Genesis. We live in a fallen world. And until we get home, our responsibility is to persevere. Don't grow weary in doing good, you guys, because at the end We will reap a harvest if we don't give up. I hope that encourages you in wherever God has you with your kids today because uh, we're in this thing together. So, you know, if I could just reach in to the TV right now and just give you a big hug, I would. I want you to be encouraged that God wants to use you. Persevere, patience in action, and hang in there with your kids. Speaking of your kids, the weekend is here. So I hope you guys have a great time. We are giving tours, for those of you who are local to Vancouver, we are giving tours tomorrow of the Homeschool Resource Center, the new building that we are looking to move into. This is the community's first chance to see it. And I'll link to a place where you can register to come. We are asking people to register because we're giving tours in groups. We're gonna give a little presentation in the auditorium and then we're gonna take you through the building and explain what the Lord is doing and really invite you to help us make this dream a reality so that we can change the lives of the kids in the Portland, Vancouver metropolitan area and the surrounding areas for generations to come. We love you guys. Stay in there, stand in the truth, and I'll see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture.